Hello and welcome to the Side Hustle Success Podcast. We are back, again. I'm your host Stephen Haunts. This is a show for anyone who has a product or business idea and wants to go full-time on it eventually, or maybe you already have. This is a show about product design, entrepreneurs, freelancers, contractors, free agents, digital nomads and anything in between. In this episode I just want to provide a bit of an update and also talk a little bit about the publishing process. Okay, so it's been about six months since I last recorded an episode. Um, It's just me today. Um, Kevin will be coming back very, very soon. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about kind of what's happened and how it's affected the show. Because once Kevin's back and we've recorded with him, we don't really want to dwell on it too much. So I thought we'd just do the update, do the update now. So I recorded the last episode just before Christmas, where we talked about sales funnels. And at that point, you know, the COVID rates looked like they were they were rising, things were getting a bit precarious, but we kind of had no idea really what was going to happen after Christmas. Um, but as luck would have it, the UK itself went back into a lockdown on the 4th of January, which was a really strange day to do it because the schools went back as normal for one day. And then they announced the lockdown, which seems like a bit of a silly idea, but never mind. So we went back into lockdown, um, you know, the usual shebang, homeschooling, working from home, all that usual stuff. Um, whereas last year, the homeschooling was really, really stressful. Um, this time around, it, it was still stressful, but it wasn't as bad. The schools, or well, our schools, certainly were a lot more on the ball. So they had Google Classroom set up, work has been regularly posted. And after a couple of weeks of lockdown, you know, lots of live lessons started up. So it was a bit easier, which was good. Uh, So since then, I mean, the UK has been doing absolutely phenomenal work on its vaccine programme. So both myself and Kevin have had our first um, doses of the vaccine. Uh, The UK was trying something a bit different to other countries. They're putting a longer gap between the first and the second dose, which is around 12 weeks, uh, which was people thought was a bit controversial to start with. But actually, after lots of clinical trials, it actually looks as though that if you have a larger gap between the first and second dose, you get a bigger immune response. That's not so bad. But anyway, we've both had our first dose. Um, I've actually got my second dose this week, which is, well, today's Tuesday, the 8th of June. So I've got mine this Thursday. Um, not actually asked Kevin whether he's had his yet. Mine was originally supposed to be for the previous week, last week, but I was away on holiday visiting family. So I obviously couldn't have it. So by the end of this week, I'll be double jabbed. I expect Kevin will be double jabbed very soon. So we did kind of say that between us that once we've both been vaccinated that would be a good time to actually sort of get back in person and record and as you know we prefer to do this podcast in person you know, me and Kevin like to chat about business and we like to record it for the podcast and that's in exactly what we intend to carry on doing but you know the show hasn't died I've had a few people ask you know is the show ever going to come back and yes it absolutely is I'm really sorry it's taken such a long time uh, Kevin has been absolutely snowed under with work for Steel Beam Calculator and various offshoot products. And I've been trying to desperately get this book, The Path to Freedom, finished and published, which it now is. So big bit of ta-da news is my book is now out on Amazon. Um, it's selling. It's great. You know, I'm so excited. It's taken a long time to write this book. You know, I started it before the pandemic and I finished it after the pandemic. And I had to have a bit of a gap last year i had to pause the writing of it a bit just so i could focus on homeschooling and all that sort of stuff but the book is now out it's you know taken a long time but i am so immensely proud of the finished product it sort of weighs in at over 400 pages the paperback version 
you know when you actually hold that final printed version in your hand it just looks absolutely amazing if you want to check it out yourself like you want to download the introduction and the first chapter for free then you can go to the website thepathtofreedombook.com link is in the show notes and you can sign up and you can download you know the first part of that book for free so if you want to check it out um, there's also a link in the show notes well actually if you go to that website you can access the amazon page from there but there's also a link in the show notes to amazon directly um, so if you want to buy it that'd be fantastic i'll be really grateful if you could also leave a review if you do buy it um, so i'm at this kind of pre-release stage at the moment where the book's actually out but i've not made too much noise about it yet so i'm trying to give it out to certain people to read for free um, which is something you might be interested in doing actually if you do want a free copy um, get in touch um, the only thing i ask is that you have a commitment that you write a review on amazon and or goodreads as well so get in touch with me if you're interested in that but i'm kind of in this pre-release stage so the book's out I'm not making too much noise about it yet i'm trying to sort of build up some reviews and that's you know a slow laborious process but it's not really worth me doing any kind of marketing or amazon marketing on it until there's reviews because people want to read, read reviews to determine if the book's any good or not so it's kind of this vicious cycle that you have to go in when you release a book but that's where that's at um in the last episode i also mentioned that i have a youtube channel as well again link in the show notes which is a companion channel to the book where i'm posting lots and lots of videos about the process of writing well creating businesses so yeah the book's out amazing uh feel free to check it out so i've had a lot of people ask me about kind of the publishing process in general and the difference between self-publishing and traditional publishing so i thought whilst kevin's not here for this episode this would actually be quite a good time just to sort of cover kind of what the process is and what my thought process was whilst making the book so first of all my actual process so the book was written using an application called scrivener it's basically a fancy word processor but whereas with tools like microsoft word or apple pages you know the document is the document you know if you've got a 400 page book you've got you know a massive 400 page wall of text in front of you for a lot of writers they're absolutely fine with that personally if i see a massive wall of text that's 150,000 words long which is the length of the book then i kind of get a bit intimidated it's a scary document to load up but what scrivener does is it lets you very easily using this concept called the binder on the left hand side of the screen it lets you split your book down into chapters and subheadings so you could actually have a separate document per subheading which means instead of looking at this huge complex scary 150,000 word document you can just look at something that's more like the length of a blog post for example so i split the documents down to like the heading one level uh, heading one and heading two level rather and that just kind of made the whole project manageable and less threatening to look at which is quite good so as part of that process i also hired a professional editor um this is not cheap this is very expensive she done a fantastic job so i hired her for doing what's called developmental editing and line editing so developmental editing means she reads the book she comments on it if there's something she thinks i've written that's not right she'll go and check it fact check it or she'll question me on it um, if i repeat myself in any place she'll you know bring it to my attention and say we probably shouldn't repeat this here because you've already said it here and if I say anything contentious that you know she thinks isn't right or if she thinks might upset anyone, then obviously she'll let me know that as well. So she's really feeding into the process of writing the book and that was invaluable. And she also provides line editing, so making sure, you know, spelling, grammar, 
and you know form is, is good as well so that was a lengthy process I've been working with my editor Mandy for about two years now um, but you know she's done a brilliant job but it was a significant expense uh, you know, it's cost multiple multiple thousands of pounds to hire her services so but it was worth it I think the, the final products just is just brilliant in my view so once I got to the point of the book being written and fully edited and she also did the final proofread for me well we both did a final proofread actually so I printed the book out on paper and I went through it with a highlight and a red pen and sort of checked for any issues that I could see and she did exactly the same process so once we both completed that I looked at her changes first because obviously I'm paying her to do this job so I took any of her changes into account first and then cross-referenced it with any changes or tweaks that I'd made. And then by the end of that process, I had the final manuscript. So at that point, um, I needed to think about the cover. Well, I actually had the cover designed a while ago, so I hired a graphic designer to do that and we went through a process of you know going through various different iterations. And we settled on the cover that we've got now. So it's a nice blue and yellow and black um, colour theme. So it really stands out on Amazon. And it's kind of got this concept of someone taking a leap, like a leap of faith, because that's kind of what setting up a small business is. You're taking a big, big leap. So we went through various iterations on the cover and we ended up with the one that we've got now. Again, one of the key design points is does the book or the cover look good as a small thumbnail? Because that's how you're initially going to come across it on Amazon as a small thumbnail. So we went through quite a bit of a journey on that, about, coming, about looking at lots of different styles of cover. And then the other thing I had to take into consideration was the typesetting of the book as well. Now, I was originally going to use Scrivener for doing the internal typesettings, which is where you lay out the final PDF for the print version. So Scrivener does have what's called a compiler tool, which lets you do this. It's a bit complicated to use, I must say. Um, but, you know, I had a version of the book uh, which looked really, really good. I was, I was kind of happy with the, the output of it. But then I was reading a magazine um, that I subscribe to called Writer's Magazine in here in the UK. And there was a really interesting article on self-publishing in there. And they talked about a tool for typesetting books called Vellum, V-E-L-L-U-M. I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. So I went and checked it out and it's fairly expensive. It's $250 and it's Mac only. So apologies if you're a Windows user, it doesn't run on Windows. And the good thing with the tool is it lets you use the entire tool completely so I could, you know, lay out the book and play around with it. The only thing it doesn't let you do is the final export. But that was fine. It's got preview windows in there so I can see what the ebook looks like and scroll through it. And I can see what the PDF looks like and scroll through it. So you just can't export until you pay. Which is quite a good model for the app, actually. Because I spent, you know, a weekend playing with it. And then at the end, I was kind of convinced that, you know, the final formatted version of the book looked, looked brilliant. So I then sort of coughed up the money to pay for it. And that's what I used on the final um on the final print. So really I was going to use Scrivener's typesetting up until about 48 hours before I hit the publish button with Amazon. And then I kind of swapped out to this um, version using Vellum. And it looked amazing. Uh, but you know, that's kind of the rough process I went through for creating the book. So as I mentioned, the current status of the book, it's kind of, it's out, but it's pre-release. So I'm not making too much noise about it just yet. So I'm trying to get reviews. I'm using various review sites to help with that, where you offer what's called ARCs, advanced review copies. So I give it to some reviewers for free. They read it and then they write a review and hopefully they give it a good review if they like it. Um, you're not allowed to ask for good reviews. That's against Amazon's terms and conditions, but you are allowed to ask for honest reviews. So 
hopefully their honest reviews are good. But then once I've done that, I can start using things like Amazon's um, marketing services, which is kind of a bit like Twitter ads or Facebook ads, but it's within the Amazon ecosystem. So if you search for something and you see some of the sponsored products that come up in the list, those are being paid for by pay-per-click advertising. But there's no real point in doing that until you've got reviews of the book. Because if someone clicks on the link when they see there's no reviews, they're probably not going to buy it. So you kind of get caught in this vicious cycle of trying to get reviews before you can sell the book. It is quite hard. So one question I was asked was, have you considered with this book going the self, either the self-publishing route or the traditional publishing route? And I did consider both. Um, so eventually, well, originally when I'd had about 50% of the book written, I did talk to some traditional publishers who were interested in putting the book out. But there's various pros and cons between the two. So I thought what I'll do is I'll go through the pros and cons of each. And then obviously, well, obviously you know where I settled on, I published it myself. So let's look at traditional publishing, certainly in respects of a physical book that you can hold in your hands. So a traditional publisher generally prints a whole bunch of books up front. And the reason they do that is because per unit is cheaper to do that. So they might say print an initial print run of, I don't know, 5,000 or 10,000 books, and then they'll try and sell those. Now, what this means is that there's a lower cost per book, which gives you a higher profit margin. But the obvious downside to that is you have to deal with inventory. So if you've got you know, a warehouse with 10,000 books in it, you have to sell them. If you can't sell them, you've got a bit of a problem. You know, what do you do with those books? Because you can't warehouse them forever, it's expensive. So if your book really doesn't sell, then the, you know, they might have, a, have to decide about whether they need to destroy those books or not. Um, the other real big downside that I thought is that if you wanted to make a change to the book, or do any updates or push out a new edition, then it's really hard to do for a traditional publisher. It's a bit like having to go through another contract for that book. And because of that, you're not really in control of the whole process. So, you know, you, you hand the book over when it's been finished and fully edited, and then you're kind of in the lap of the gods with a publisher. You know, they will sort out the cover. You don't necessarily get a huge amount of say on the cover. Get some input, but not a final say. But then you're just working fully on their timescale. But for what you lose in lack of control, you do benefit in their marketing. So if you were to go through a big publisher, say Penguin, for example, then you know, if Penguin was one of the options, I would have gone with them because obviously <laughs> Penguin's a pretty substantial publisher. But, you know, just by the fact that you're published by then, it's kind of like a marketing boost. And, you know, they will do a reasonable amount of marketing, but typically with new authors or new traditional published authors that haven't got much of a name, or a big name around them, they're not going to do a lot of marketing. They don't expect you to do it. Now, on the flip side, we've got self-publishing, which is the route I went. So with this version, and, Mark, and Amazon in particular, it's what's called print-on-demand. So if someone orders a copy of the book, Amazon's fancy system somewhere will print and bind the book, then they will send it out. Now, if it's on Amazon Prime, that's going to be with, with you within a couple of days, generally. Now that's really, really good. So you don't have to worry about inventory and warehousing. So, well, there is no inventory. It's printed as people buy it, which is really, really good because that kind of saves on the headache of um, having to warehouse the books. But the printing cost per book is higher. And then you also have to factor in Amazon's fee as well, which is kind of where they make their profit. So if you sell the book for £14.99, £14.99 in the UK, which is what it's up for at the minute, you know, the 
cost of printing and Amazon's fee is just under £10 for that book. So my profit on the book is £5, which doesn't sound like a lot. It's about a third. But if you think about the traditional um, publishing routes, when they make that profit margin on the book, you know, the publisher takes their cut, you know, agents probably take their cut. There's lots of different cuts that have to go out to different people. And then yours is generally, as the author, quite small, very small. Now, whereas the traditional publisher may be able to sell more books because of their name, which means you could potentially earn higher. With self-publishing, you, you might sell less books, but your profit margin per book is higher. So it is a trade-off that you have to think about. And in my case, you know, my primary business is doing online courses. So making a big profit on the books up front now isn't so much of a requirement. So I can take a slower game with it. I can work on getting the reviews and then start marketing it and then start building the courses around it. So I can play a slower game with it. Whereas if this was going to be my primary business venture, then obviously the fact that it can take longer to make a money out of a self-published book would be a problem at that point. But at the moment, it's not so much of a problem for me, which is good. Which leads on to the question, you know, can you make a lot of money with books? I mean, yes, you can. I mean, you see all these YouTube videos about these, you know, five or six figure a month authors on Amazon and you can generally do that but it's hard it is very very hard so marketing and search engine optimization on Amazon is particularly difficult but it all really comes down to having lots of reviews for that book which is why I'm putting some effort into trying to get that done so you can make money with it but I think there's kind of other tangible benefits other than just revenue so by having a book out it kind of you know, promotes you as an authority in a particular subject. And as we discussed in the last episode, which I published just before Christmas, I kind of have a sales funnel built around this. So at the top of the sales funnel, we have the free content. So this podcast, for example, and the Path to Freedom YouTube channel. They're kind of free offerings, which I hope offer a lot of value to people. Then people then might decide, oh, actually, you know, I like what's on the podcast or I like what's in the videos maybe I'll check out the book. So you're bringing someone down in that funnel slightly. Now, the book doesn't earn a massive margin. You know, we've already discussed that. But it brings people into the ecosystem a bit more. You know, And if someone reads the book, and then they might think, well, actually, I really might like to take the course when that comes out. Then you can kind of bring them down to the more expensive, higher value offerings later on. So that's what I'm planning to do. But it takes time. You know, There's a, there's a lot of work that has to uh, take place for that. So... That's really what I wanted to talk about. It's a bit of a shorter episode, this one. So I wanted to just make sure that you are aware that we are still here. We are coming back. Um, hopefully Kevin will be back soon. We're just trying to pin down a date. So he's been super busy with uh, Still Beam Calculator. And I've been busy getting the book out. So we haven't actually got a date ready. But as I said, we should be both vaccinated very, very soon. So we'll probably wait a week or two for that to kick in. And then, you know, we'll hopefully come back to business as usual. Um, I don't have any recommendations for you this week, apart from my book. You know, if you decide to buy it, I'll be eternally grateful. If you decide to buy it and review it, I'll be grateful. But I do have some free ARC copies, which I can give out to a few people as well. So if you are interested in reading a copy of the book and you are prepared to review it within a certain time window, then, you know, get in touch with me. Uh, okay, so that's it. I shall hopefully speak to you again very, very soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>